Hi everyone, this is Divided Films, a podcast where we talk about movies where audience and critics don't agree about. And then we talk about those movies and pick a side, whether we side with the critics or the audiences. Um, you know, we're going to figure that out through discussing the movies in depth. Uh, my name is JJ and my co-hosts are Keith Hello. and Rob. Hey guys. So uh, today we're going to talk about um, one of my favorite movies, The Mummy. So this is um, the 1999 Mummy, uh, not the Tom Cruise Mummy from uh, 2017, which I will never see. So uh, what do you guys think initially about uh, The Mummy when we decided we were going to do this and going to watch this movie? Like, what were your thoughts? Were you looking so forward excited. to it? So excited. It's, it's, it's a great movie. It's, it's nothing like, you know, genre-breaking. or It's not Citizen Kane. No. But, but when you're looking for a fun summertime popcorn movie... This is the perfect way to do it. I was so excited. I was to watch shocked this. though that this movie is a part of this podcast because yeah, a lot of people, including myself, and love this movie. And critics just it has a fifty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics at the time mm-hmm. just did not like yeah, it. Yeah, I thought it was just universally and, loved. And but granted, it went. It, uh, it was a box office success. It was exactly. nominated for an Academy Award for yep, sound. For sound, yeah. Uh, it just I. I kind of want to get into why they didn't like it. Well, let's take a look at the scores first. Yes. So uh, the critical score is 59%, which is just missing the like fresh approval like threshold. Uh, and then your audience score is a 75%. So mixed audi- uh, sorry, mixed with the critics, but uh, fairly like a firm, good, positive with the audiences. And uh, here's just the critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it's difficult to make a persuasive argument for The Mummy as any kind of meaningful cinematic achievement, but it's undeniably fun to watch. That's very true. I think we're all in agreement about that. And it's like, it doesn't need to be groundbreaking. Not every movie needs to be groundbreaking. It's just fun. It knows it's fun, and uh, it takes advantage of that. I, I would also argue it's not like a movie that's aiming low and hitting low like some like crummy B-movie or anything. Like There is a craft to this. There is like you know, a fun sort of, like, nod to classic Hollywood films, and there is, like, definitely a lot of care with this movie. I would say it's impressive that this movie is able to balance a tone of, like, scary and spooky in a fun way, but also still being fun and action-packed. Yeah, no, that that definitely takes... I, I was under the impression that, that it was a very fine line that they walked, and it took a lot of skill, mm-hmm. and, like, the pacing with it. There are, I don't think any of the jokes are actually funny in the film, <laughs> but where they decide to put the jokes and the, the quickness with, with which they, like, yeah. move from that to action and how invested you are in the characters, it really makes the whole thing work. It's clever, and it's like, yeah, they, these kind of jokes... They're not like haha, but like they're you know they they make you chuckle, they make you smile. They're like it's a very like you know. Brendan Fraser is a charming fellow. Yes, yes, he, he is, is the heart of that movie. I I totally agree. I mean, um, you know, Brendan Fraser, uh, definitely, I would say carries the movie in terms of like he embodies the tone of that sort of like intensity, but like keeping it light. And you're right. Uh, this movie was made by everyone who made it was con- uh, Stephen Somners, who was inspired. He wanted. He loved the uh, 1930s movie with Bela Lugosi so much, mm-hmm. and he kind of wanted to do his own take on it. And he's directed. He directed movies before, like he did The Mummy Returns, Van Helsing, GI Joe. What did he I think, well, this was his first. This, big he did it. He did blockbuster. It. Yes, think, this yeah. was his first big. He did like TV movies back in the yeah. early 90s, and this was his first one. And granted, I would say it's his best. But he, he, the story itself, like, uh, I think you got, uh, Jerry Goldsmith on, uh, music and he's yeah, done the music an was The music was excellent. The cinematography was, it just, it, the sets, 
I want to talk about enjoyable movie. I want to the music is one of the most memorable parts for me because like you all know like what the score is. It's like it really like keeps that energy going and it's like they the music also is able to capture like you know like the playfulness at times and also like the more like thrilling intense scenes at other times or like the darker moments. You know, it, it also kind of rides that fine line. So on both like, you know, directing, acting and then on a musical level too, like you really are you know, right on that, like, middle ground. That's the other thing. I think music helped with this, but I remember seeing this as a kid in the theaters, and it's like I could follow the entire thing from start to finish. Yeah. And then watching it again as as an adult, you know, I can... it's It, like, has a different kind of enjoyment. But, mm-hmm. I mean, to have a movie that that's, that's that accessible... To, to people of different ages. I think the music helps, like, it clues you in on what's going on. The jokes being simple, like, you mm-hmm. can... And, and over the top at times, like, you can follow as you know when to laugh and everything. And it's, I miss this kind of movie. You, yes. don't, get, you yeah. don't get adventure yeah. movies that kind of more... Grand, and I think they all went towards, like, Uncharted, and I think that's why I like that video. Well, now you, so get, now you get the 2017 Mummy, where, exactly. where it's, like, you about dramatic, that dramatic, like, building universes. Perfect, perfect contrast between how movies used to be, action movies used to be, and how they are now. You know, like, now it's, like, very serious, very, like over-the-top epic, like, orchestra score. You know, nothing Lots is... Lots of CGI. Yeah, and, like, yeah. It's, not, it's not as playful. And granted, The Mummy has... You know, CGI. It wasn't nominated for special effects. <laughs> no, no, it's not. You know. I think I think the CGI was actually really well done for 1999. Some of I it mean, holds up. Some of it's a little cheesier. There's a there's a few things like the ghost thing that comes out of the water. That knocks really on the moon. Strange. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. that, that, was, that, was, that was really was a ghost. Odd. I thought that was like water. But like when they like, show the city and everything, and then they chose not to use CGI during the big battle scenes, which I mm, really yes. appreciated. It yeah. was you know there real some, horses, real actors. There are some really good action scenes um, right off the bat. So. Um, so why do you think maybe uh, critics are more mixed about it? I mean, clearly audiences had a fun time with this movie, but critics may be a little warm. I think it. I think so much of this movie rides on Brendan Fraser's personality, mm-hmm. and this is I think he had just gotten done doing George of the Jungle. He yeah. wasn't really yeah. that well right known. As well, yeah. So so like they they took a risk putting him in this role. I think they wanted they they talked about using Tom Cruise. They tried to get him on board. Brad Pitt. Uh, Ironically, Tom Cruise because he had uh, yeah, the, yeah. Tom Cruise, the other Brad Pitt, all the uh, all the heavy hitters: Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Chris O'Donnell, Matthew but they McConaughey, all, they all and Leo. Because of schedule, Leo actually liked the yeah. script, but I think they all would have been awful. And granted, they're all good actors, but I think but that's, I think they that's been the awful reason the that the critics were like, I don't know if people are gonna love this guy who's just he's very out of place for the 1920s. It's like, he's not even trying to mask the fact. He's the only man who yells at a mummy. <laughs> Ah. Like, it, it would be a period piece, except Brendan Fraser time-traveled back. And he's like, who's the broad? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, because, uh, like, you know, he's a little, like, um, you know, on the more rugged side, and at the same time, he's not, like, super, like, a gross, kind of, like, creepy kind of guy either. Like, he's kind of is writing, like, a good sort of, you know, like... Um, masculine, like you know, hero type role. It's a very Han Solo kind of a character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's like, he's like a bit self aware too, which also helps the movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, he kind of like, yeah, you know, he'll scream back at the mummy, or he'll be kind of. He has that one line where he's like, "Oh, mummies," you know, like it. It definitely. Um, and <laughs> yes, it, the, I think part of the direction was he was he was told not to take anything too seriously. Exactly. So exactly. Keep but it light. Yeah. So it's good to have him back too. I must. I want to get that on the record. It's just good to have. Like he went away. For most of the two thousands, over mm-hmm. like, granted, like all other yeah, stuff, listeners, make sure you make sure you just make a note. Keith is glad that Brendan Fraser. <laughs> glad back. to have you back, Brendan. <laughs> 
mummies. So let's see. Some of these uh, reviews, again, that are like maybe... Um, I mean, it's not a ton of like super negative reviews. There's a couple of reviews that like they don't... Where like critics are, you know, maybe not a fan of. But then I think a lot of them are kind of also similar to the consensus we read a moment ago. Where it's like, you know, this isn't anything like amazing, but it's just fun. I think critics are like that. And you know, maybe critics kind of want more out of movies than just your popcorn fun movie. Uh, and, you know, audiences maybe are, you know, that's fine. I mean, I, I personally, I love a movie like this that's just fun, a good time at the movies in, in the summertime. You, you know, you just have a good time and you walk out and, you know, you're... And it has a lot of rewatchability, too. Oh, yeah. And that, that begs the question, like, what, what are the critics actually rating? I mean, are they looking for something that's... That's groundbreaking and, and like I think redefines film? Or are they I, looking for something that I think this is a good movie in an overall broad For what it is. You know? Well, I think uh, a lot of the negative reviews about this movie have two things. One, it, they compare it a lot to Raiders of the Lost Ark. They wanted it to be as good as Raiders of the Lost which, Ark. Which is not trying to be. I don't, think, I don't think it was like Raiders of the Lost Ark, but I did think it was very similar to The Last Crusade. I thought it, I thought it was very similar to that in the way that there was a lot of like really fun action scenes. There were a lot. I, of, like, I understand that. Yeah, there were a lot of jokes like tossed in, but it was just a, it was a fun movie. It didn't have like the some of the serious moments that that Last Crusade had, but mm -hmm. it it's, still embodied that same kind of spirit. There must have been a, a guy outside the movie theaters when the critics were going to see it, going, "It's as good as Raiders of the Lost Ark." So they went in expecting. Oh no, it's not. No, it, it, that, but that's one of the negative reviews, and also. And more understandably, but uh, the special effects. They also say, like, I think because The Matrix also came out that year, The Matrix, of course, dominated, cha game, changed the game in special effects. I still love the effects in The Mummy. I think I they thought, were I didn't think they were I think they're, they're I think perfect they for this up. movie. Yeah. yeah. I don't have to, like, you know, I, uh, they don't have to be as good as The Matrix. Again, they don't have to be groundbreaking for this movie. But that trying seems to, to be the main criticisms. And, of course, like, if someone doesn't like the jokes or whatever, some people don't like the chemistry. I love the chemistry between I think, Rachel and Brendan. I think, I know, I, th I think they do have really good chemistry. I also, as much as I really like Brendan Fraser, I like Rachel Weiss a lot too. I think... I think she's perfect as Evie. She, I think she's got a really great character. I mean, she's like fun, she's quirky, she like stands up for herself. You know, I think she has a really good character there. Uh, the casting was perfect. There's a lot of really great... Every character stands out. Jonathan, Jonathan the minor character. Benny. Benny. A lot yeah. of really great colorful characters. Yeah, like Benny is a really fun kind of like... A Weasley villain. A little, it's a little cartoonish. We got all the fits, horses, but it works with the movie. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Like yeah. I said, it kind of reaches a tone. It's not too cartoony either. No. Um, and then you know, I guess some of the older critics too might be remembering the original Mummy from you know, I guess I don't know the '30s, the '40s. Bella Lugosi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, that I think is a movie that you know critics who remember that hold that in a higher regard. Yeah, um, here's here's one from uh, Stephen Holden for the New York Times wrote. This version of The Mummy has no pretenses to be anything other than a gaudy comic video game splashed onto the screen. Think Raiders of the Lost Ark with cartoon characters, no coherent storyline, and lavish but cheesy special effects. Think Night of the Living Dead stripped of genuine horror and restaged as an Egyptian-themed Halloween pageant. That's a little It's too, like, too he seems personally... I think he had fun <laughs> writing in that, like, he had fun in his movies. I think his first memory is seeing the original The Mummy and exactly. thinking, this is, I want to criti criticize films, that's what I want to do, and, and this just wasn't what he was expecting. 
Yeah, that's, uh, you know, pretty harsh. I mean, it's not pretty like harsh. beauty, the Egyptian beauty pageant, I think it's kind of funny, but um, yeah. I would not say that's really warranting of this movie. Um, and then you have, like, you know, the audience is, like I said, very enthusiastic. Here's some, like, audience reviews on Rotten Tomatoes that are, like, five stars. Like, people are saying, this is without a doubt one of my all-time favorite movies. It has everything, action, comedy, romance, you know. Um, another one, it's like, The Mummy's a classic that uh, does not get the respect it deserves. You know a movie is great when you can watch it again and again. You know, like, it, it's... People not only had a fun time watching it, but they have a fun time re-watching it over and over again. Yeah, this this to me, it, it was... It's like Independence Day. It's like the original Independence Day. If, if it's on TV, you're going to watch the whole thing. Exactly. If you find it, flipping through the channels, you're going to watch it. I'm while, happy. While it on. was hard to find a rotten review in the audience section, I did find one, and this has to be my favorite... This movie is poop. Dirty butt poop. It is so ridiculously lame, like, oh my god. Someone wrote, someone took the time to dirty butt poop. That, I... A very insightful and well-written Like, oh my god. I totally understand. That's the thing, too, when we go through some of these audience reviews. Like, some of them are very short. They don't really give you an idea. Whether they're good or bad, sometimes people just say, love it, great, or hate it, it's dumb. And then no, no other really insight as to... You know what exactly is the I reason? I was worried on rewatching it that maybe I'm watching my nostalgia would take over, but I it, there's a lot of rewatchability. You're in for a fun time, and there is a little it's bit like thrilling. It, it's a thrilling movie. It has action. It has. Scary I do remember moments. when I was nine, and. Uh, when the mummy first comes to life, that's yeah. scary. There's some scary stuff back there. It is yeah. scary. Yeah. And yeah. interesting enough, that doesn't really or at come least like, through. Oh my, that's cool. That comes in like about halfway in the movie. It's you an know? hour in. It's and I think that's interesting. You know, the movie does a really good job setting it up. I think the structure of the movie is pretty good, and it's done in like a classic Hollywood way. You get that like opening sort of like you know back in ancient Egypt, and it's very Hollywood. It's very like this is a Hollywood take. On ancient Egypt, you know, there's not maybe a lot of, like, historical authenticity, but it's just, you know, what you expect to see at, like, a Universal Studios sort of take on Egypt. And I'm fine with that. And, you know, it's very, like, melodramatic, that opening scene. I really get a kick out of how over-the-top it is, you know, when they stab the pharaoh and his arms go up, like, oh, there's a lot. There's also a lot of, like, exposition. Like, there's a lot of voiceover, just this and this and this, oh, setting things up. Right, the character, the the uh, Medjai character yeah. is narrating that whole opening, and then you understand, like, what his people are trying to, like, prevent this creature from being discovered. That was his first on-screen role. Really? Yeah. That, that, that's a fun fact. I think right in the there. same year he was in Deuce Bigelow. So that was his second. Good for him. But it's uh, like from start to finish, you can. I love the sets. Like you, it's like you're watching movie making. You you feel like you're transported to Egypt. That's but you're all, also like, I watching. Felt like you know, in that, in that old, you know, it wasn't like a bunch of CG stuff. Uh, it it just it took me there in a way that modern movies don't really do it does mm. that but i feel like i'm i can see the director going like he has a big megaphone like all right horse is ready like, i love it's like yeah you can see the yeah, sets yeah, like yeah. the boat it's on that yeah. ocean tank in the like with the green black screen or whatever they were using as the night and when i watched the trailer to this it had i missed the movie man voice like you know in a world where you know mummies come alive and, like it has that and like you hear the dirt like the trumpet sound and like i miss movies like this there is an ancient legend of a place known as the City of the Dead. I call it the doorway to hell. Everything is like so Egypt. Like even when they cut to like the twenties, oh, <laughs> everything, every joke is like an Egyptian joke. Like even like when when Evie knocks down like all those uh, bookshelves 
and the guy, the curator, comes in. And he goes like, you know, like locusts, and you know, he lists all the plagues of Egypt. <laughs> like that would be better than having you. Like all the jokes have to be like Egyptian yeah, jokes. Like yeah. we are in Egypt, and we're not going anywhere else, <laughs> which I really appreciate. Um, so you know, a lot of uh, credit for like the direction and tone for um, you know really capturing that sort of fun. And this, the whole story, um, you know, there's there's like no really slow moments there. I no, feel like no. even even in the setup, even though you don't get the mummy until like halfway through, you still get a lot of great action scenes, like the opening battle scene, the boat Actually, fire that scene. That first act is half the movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Getting to the mummy is like quite a journey, but I like the journey, and it's it's still exciting even before the mummy comes. And then when the mummy comes, the tone does get quite darker afterwards, and the movie really picks up. And you start, you know, killing off characters. It's great because by at that point, you you love all the characters, even the dumb group of Americans. Like you yeah. kind, you Huey, kind of Dewey like them. Yeah. Is what I call them. They're like, kind of generic, but you also like they're distinct. You know, you, you yeah, remember you're the them. Guy, yeah. and then you like, feel something for them. Yeah, so. I, absolutely. I mean, I felt. I mean, I felt bad that they died. Not too bad, but <laughs> you're not horrible. You're, you're not, not broken. You needed eyes and a tongue. You so. know, you know, they're going. But to you die. feel it. You yeah. feel. You feel like this is uh, the mummy's a real threat. There are stakes. He is, there are stakes. He is killing. I felt bad when the pilot died. I'm like, this guy just wanted to fly planes. The, pilot, the pilot was a really weird thing. The like pilot, last minute, like wrenched him the into the plot. He's not he introduced has the after that. He has the Teddy Roosevelt thing going on, oh. like buddy. And but I no, he was fun. And too. then they had like a really solemn like burial. As yeah, as he <laughs> it was as if he was a character you knew from the beginning, but you only he saw was, him in two scenes. I mean, that's like the most shoehorn plot device I've, I've ever they heard. They fly him in there, but at the same time, you don't care though because I, they did it in like a, you know it's, it's not slowing anything down it's not trying to be they're not trying to imply that he's more than what he is mm -hmm. like he's he's there so that we can have a planes shot and that's, I, it. that's a fun scene too when like the wall of sand comes and you see the mummy's yeah. face and you know, he eats the plane and then like that's a fun scene and that's why i think the special effects get a bad rap they, they were a little cheesy but the stuff like that the stuff they did with the sand where it's making the face mm -hmm. i thought it was good for its time i, I think, think so too i think that's a cool power for the mummy to have like they totally knew like what the mummy can and can't do and like the sand stuff he can turn into sand he can like control sand so like that was kind of cool like there's this, this shot where like uh evie's locked in the room and you see the sand coming through the keyhole like yeah. that's like kind of cool or even like and each time like he gets scared by the cat and he like just turns into like a whirlwind of sand yeah. oh they must the have window. fun with the mouth like, blah, 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 blah. like they did they gave him like enough powers where he was a serious it seemed like he was an insurmountable obstacle mm -hmm. but they also didn't make him totally like a, a god just able to do anything like you knew you could beat him but it's like this the how though like it's, that's to be a yeah, way yeah uh so that was all fun production like the sets like i love the hominoptera set i yeah. love the city of the dead even like when uh you first see the ancient egypt scenes and then when you see the decayed part like that all looks like really cool i think that must have been fun to film in the transitions were nice too because mm -hmm. the way they, they they did all they did that whole set I, now by transitions i don't mean like the, the double fade. blind wipes and oh, like, the wipes. a little bit of like star wars uh, powerpoint wipes it, it brought me back to a time like i'm watching like a 70s b movie and I'm yeah. having a lot of fun. Like it no, but I mean, I mean, when they like fast forward through the years and they do it while they're like revolving around the statue. Yeah, that was yes, cool. You see like the statue that, yeah. age. Yeah, that was pretty cool. 
Yeah, I, it doesn't slow anything down. That's the pacing was really well done. Yeah, it keeps movie. going and going, and like you know, if it's not like thrilling, then you're getting some funny dialogue or just some sweet scenes too. I think the scene where Evie's kind of drunk and you know, falling character over, building. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's all fun. Growing, you yeah. know, it's not you know, it, that doesn't slow down the movie at all. You know, because you do like the characters; it's affectionate. Um, and you know, like throughout this movie, you know how it's going to end. You yeah. know that they're going to beat the movie. You, you know, know that they're going to fall in love and everything. But you have no idea how they're going to get there. It's so and, fun, right? Yeah. Even when they kill the mummy, the thrills still aren't over yet because then the city starts to get destroyed and yeah. they have to, like, and that's cool too, like the booby traps. Like, I love the booby traps. I love, like, you know, having to avoid these obstacles and, like, yeah, everything's falling on them. Like, it never ends, you know? There's just, once you beat one thing, there's nothing around the corner. The Beatles. Are the like scarabs. the scarabs. Yeah. Uh, well, I thought I always thought you can call beetles. Beatles. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> whatever <laughs> scarabs. They're like that's like a classic. Everyone remembers those from the from both movies. Yeah, How this, funny would it be if you got like five hundred emails after you? They're scarabs. Like, you idiot. Beetles. You know nothing. <laughs> so it seems like the with all the critics that didn't like it, and from what we read, it just sounds so malicious. But the one critic who completely understood this movie was the late and great Roger Ebert. Yes. yes. Yeah. Like, he's like, this is a... F like, granted, this movie has flaws. This movie's not perfect. <laughs> His review is so funny because it's almost like he's trashing the movie and yeah. then he admits that he was thoroughly entertained. He was like, <laughs> a lot of backhand <laughs> comments. He's like, it shouldn't have worked, but it did. But, yeah, but yeah. were people... I guess people were expecting it to be this cinematic Citizen Kane, Raiders of the Lost Ark... And then when it did not reach that level, they're like, well, you know, this stuck, this stinks. That's what I think a lot of the negative critics come from, because mm. time I think has definitely showed us that They compare it to a lot of other movies, again, like Raiders of the Lost the original Mummy, where it's like, okay, this is not hold up like those. But it's like, it's not, it's not trying to... They still describe it, on, on Wikipedia, it's classified as an action horror flick. And I don't, I don't think that's what it is at it's, all. It's I an action it's, comedy, or... or sorry, action adventure know. comedy. Action adventure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is totally like... like uh, Adventure, like that's the first word I would say described as an adventure film, and yeah, just because there are elements that are, I guess, kind of scary, you know, but they're not like horror scary. They're like spooky, like roller coaster scary. Like if you're going through like a haunted house or something, like the scene where the guy when his glasses break and you know he's in like the corridor and it's like tilted angles and it's all like smoky and stuff. Like you feel like you're there with them, and you feel like this is like one of those like haunted pyramids. You're, you like you turn around the corner and then a mummy's there to scare you. Yeah, like my glasses, I like that. guys, my glasses. And, and, like yeah. you, you know what's gonna happen, but you enjoy every like as soon as a character loses yeah, his glasses, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he like my glasses. What a nerd linger. I love I love too like when uh, Benny steps on his glasses is a great yeah. like orchestra like boom boom boom. Yeah, like you close up on his face. Yeah, like, the Music. No. It's almost like Peter and the Wolf, the way the music follows the action so yeah. literally. I feel like you could just listen to the score and mm. you would know exactly where you were in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I, exactly. Like, I, I, I can even imagine the music during the final battle scene when like they're killing those like even like more intense mummies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, there's even like a great cheesy shot of Brendan Fraser like like hitting a mummy's head like a yep, baseball yep, yep. right at I the know screen. Exactly what you're talking and about, that yeah. kind of I think epitomizes the movie. Like it comes <laughs> right at the camera, screaming at the camera, like you go like into its mouth and it's like, yeah, that's the kind of cheesy fun that this movie's delivering, and yeah. it delivers it very well. Or, or a good example is uh, when he can't quite reach the sword, and he's about to get smushed by, <laughs> by a mummy with a rock, and the hand comes along grabs and it. grabs it, and then he grabs the hand. I think the yeah. lesson I took from this movie, and most movies, is if you find the Book of the Dead, 
don't read it. Yeah, no, they like, would every, say, like, don't. I think of like a Evil Dead, like I did realize creepy looking. Book. I think this is the first time I realized that it was all Evie's fault. Yes, <laughs> yes. all Evie's fault. Well, she's the one they open up because like a lot of things, don't read from the book. A lot of things have to happen for this mummy to come back to life because first of all, someone has to open the mummy's like cask, and no one opens that thing. He's not getting out of there. Right. Those and poor people so, too. The salt acid, like oh yes, yeah. the palms. You have to like get the chest and open the chest so that mummy has someone to like eat. And someone has to read the from the book to make him alive. So a few things have to happen, which all do. Uh, and I, like I said, and you I do use life. the same key for the book in his coffin. So. Yeah, yeah, it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's not like, two separate it's keys. Like, it's like, dare I say, a skeleton key. All right, thanks for joining us, guys. Okay. <laughs> this is where they drop out. Like, they must have been so proud when they made that key. Like, either on the prop set or even... I like that it was cool. Well, I like that it was a little puzzle it, box. It, it's just a little puzzle box that it comes with. And, and like, there was a different yeah. one for the gold book, the Book of the Living, or the Book of Anubis. There's a different key you have to find for that one. I thought uh, that was the same key. It, it, they look the same, but, like... You need the black key for the black book and the gold no, key for the, the gold same. book. It was the same key for No, me. they needed for... It was a universal even, key. I, I thought for anything mummy. But uh, they say, because like Jonathan, when he's like trying to read from the book of the living, he's like, I need the key. And, and like, Yeah, and the, the mummy the, has it because the mummy took back the other it's, key. I'm telling you, it's a different key. No, it's the same no, I thought key. It was the All right, same listeners, key. you it's tell us. Key. All right. I'm pretty sure it's tell a different key. Tell us why JJ's wrong. There's a gold key for the gold book. Let's just discuss this for the next half an hour. This is our show. The mystery of the key. Guys, I found the key. Which key is the key? No! You must not read from the book. Uh, uh, now, Rob, I wanted to ask you. Now we all agree, and I, I'm hoping that a majority of our listeners, uh, the few, agree with us. Agree with us that they, they love don't, this movie. Idiots. Why? <laughs> Stop listening. We don't I remember. You. I remember when you saw you we talked about you seeing the 2017 mummy and you're like i hate this oh, and everyone i know who I saw it, it everyone i know who saw it said this is the worst movie i've ever seen why does that movie fail uh all right i have to dig through my memory a little bit because i did not just recently yeah, yeah, watch yeah, yeah, this yeah. but um i i mean it was you don't want to talk about it too much I, i'm just so curious why this movie of course works. like i said before it was they they're trying to boot up i don't know if they're still doing it but the the whole no um, they're not the whole universe of, of the monsters. dark universe yeah and, yeah and it was it was done so dramatically and and with so many like uh them trying to convince you that a situation is suspenseful and that you care about characters that you really don't care about. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing sort of hinged, instead of instead of like this movie where you know where you're going to end up at the end, but you have no idea how you're going to get there and you're enjoying the ride, yeah. that movie was more like, oh yeah, well surprise, we're going to like throw some twists your way so that you can't guess the ending. But at the same time, you don't really care. Mm -hmm. Was it was it it was fun? It was not it was not fun. They had they had some impressive shots of, you know, them uh, fallen out of planes. They had CGI monsters, but you didn't care about anything while it was happening. So and and it's so easy to see through what they were doing when they tried to. They had Russell Crowe in there as Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Like Ugh. they teased that a little bit. See the franchise building thing really gets on my nerves because first of all, not everything. Now thanks to the MCU, which I'm a big fan of, we're gonna get all these crappy movie universes. They're totally unnecessary. Yeah, the monster universe. The monster universe. That this would work. Yeah, the dark universe. So the producers of the 2017 Mummy basically looked at this version of the Mummy and said, "We don't want any of this. No fun. No like we want dark. Basically. We want. I mean, that's the state they of just movies. did everything. There is opposite. nothing. There's nothing anywhere similar at all to to the Brendan Fraser Mummy. 
Wow. Yeah, okay. that, 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 I think that says a lot. Like the why that movie. We that's that's not going to be on the podcast because both critics and audiences hated it alike. Right. It was a little so. bit. I hate to say it, but it was a little Van Helsing like, where it was trying oh. to be a very serious, somber like kind of movie, and that's not what you were. That's not the story that you were really working with. Okay. No, you can't take it too seriously. I yeah. mean, the idea of a mummy is kind of silly. Yeah. You know, like these sort of like zombies wrapped up in tissue paper. So you can make it like the nineteen ninety nine version. Where you make it like just a little bit threatening, but you know you can hack them apart pretty easily. There's just a lot of them, or yeah, you can make them like the 2017 version where you're supposed to be like super scared, super serious. And it's but you like can't you know take it serious. she she ends up in a situation. All of a sudden, she has another power that she can use to get out of it. And it's like I like mythology. Like I don't know how critics could take could think this movie uh, take this movie seriously when Brendan Fraser holds up a cat. And the like, and the, the mummy goes like, I grant the mummies. Mummies are afraid of cats. Sure, I get it. So I didn't care about. It I didn't care. No, I'm it having fun. <laughs> it's part of it. But you, it you didn't do make go any like sense. the pilot showed up. Like, by the way, I'm a pilot. And then, and then like five minutes later, he's like, Well, I gotta as, fly home. As goofy, and then they get rid of him as right goofy away. As this movie gets, I'm along for the ride. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm totally on board. It. I'm totally and on board. I, I'm, I don't think I can give that to every movie. Like, there's some like. Are, you know, a, a lot of I, was, I can do that for like they're they're a, a lot of the interactions with different characters. Like they're they're setting up jokes, but at the same time they're building the characters and showing you the relationship. Yeah. It's a little bit. It reminds me of Pirates of the Caribbean a little bit, the first would, one, where where they're like doing a lot of things at the same time, so that it's you know in a short amount of time you get a lot of the world and and uh, you know the different interactions. Yeah, the banter are. is a lot of fun. That, yeah, it's a good comparison maybe to Pirates of the Caribbean where like. The, the most humorous parts are like these characters kind of like taking shots at each other and that's also how you get to kind of know their relationships. It's like efficient storytelling which is why it feels like you're just doing all They really things. captured light. It's only two hours long but it feels like so much happens in that movie. Yeah. And they really captured lightning in a bottle like they did with the Pirates movie and I like Johnny Depp with Pirates I think a lot of that has to do with Brendan Fraser. A lot Fraser. of it was Brendan Fraser. I think, uh, and granted, everyone is great. Everyone fits that part, their parts well. But I think there's something really, like, this movie is the success that it, this movie made a lot of money. Yeah. Domestic-wise, yeah. this yeah. was before we cared about, like, what China gives us and all that. Uh, like, as soon as the, like as soon as Universal, as soon as million, the uh, movie was released, Universal called Stephen Summers and said, we need another one. Like, they knew they had something on their hands. Yep. And maybe they took it a little too far with the uh, third, with yeah, the... Yeah, Mummy, Re Mummy Returns, you know, I remember enjoying that a lot more. Maybe not as much in hindsight as the, the first one. Uh, but there's, again, it's still fun. It. The Rock was just starting out. Yeah, yeah, I think... But the, I'm talking about the, the China, the... Oh, the Chinese The Chinese one. Mummy. I, I remember I used to, and I watched the openings, uh, the theme song. They used to, as soon as The Mummy came out, they had a WB TV show. Of the mummy. No. I, I, I'll, I'll roll really? the clip, roll clip, and then this is where you guys all agree that, like, oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. that was really, that was really something. I yeah, didn't know really that existed. No, <laughs> it's, uh, it's really kind of Rick, Evie, Jonathan, and they had a kid in this. Was this a cartoon or a live This was show? WB that ran for like two, from 2001 to Now, you're not, you're not mixing that up with the Jackie Chan adventures, are you? No, they probably okay. ran back to back. The, but this one was called, like, sure. this was the mummy something of the Magi or something. I, wow, I don't remember this but at it, all. But I, for a while, America was caught up in mummies. Oh, I mean, yeah, again, like, this this first one really kind of, like, sparked, I guess, maybe an overall interest in these, like, classic 
movie monsters, but I don't think any of them were as successful as this one. I do have to say, though... Which looking, is surprising. Looking back, I also had to maybe see another thing that, I, that critics might have had an issue with was maybe some of the um, racial stereotyping of the Arab characters. Like, you have these kind of um, background extras of, like, you know, like the local, I guess, like Egyptians who, like, are, like, work... Or they come along with the Americans to do all the dirty work, but they solely exist to be killed in terrible ways. Just so you can see, like... Like the guy who dies by the scarab, I yeah, think, is so racially serious. <laughs> he does the... Like, he does that's, that. That's such an interesting moment, because it's like they wanted someone to do it, and they're like, well, it's pretty racist. I know. We'll have the Arab character do it. And then and then you'll feel less bad about him dying, because he's kind of racist towards his own people. Yeah, what? yeah, they made him a jerk. And then yeah, like, did, like, little... the set, like a, a lot of people joke about the... When Rick kisses, like, come here. Yeah. Mwah. Like, I, like... I think it's just a, granted, it's eh, now, but I, I would think not, even like in the times, it's just like, uh, you know, movie Harrison Ford, uh, 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 Han Solo type stuff. Yeah. Like he is a Han Solo type. I That's definitely, not I definitely do not want to see some sort of like retrospective, like Huffington Post article about like 30 things offensive about the 1999 mummy <laughs> that do not hold up anymore. I, just, I do not want to see that. I do not want people... Like, don't be wrong, like, measuring this in, like... You have to say, I, I feel terrible using the expression, like, for its time. Uh, but, but uh, I mean, it is... It was a different time, uh, you know. And, like, yeah. You know, I, people didn't respect. notice that stuff as much. Yeah, it's, We have different perspectives now, and we go, okay. It doesn't excuse it, but... Yeah, yeah exactly. We, we weren't where it. we were now, like, We've come a then. long way since yeah. 1999. Yeah. Like, Marilyn Manson was at the top of his game... Uh, the Take Phantom me back. Menace. Take like, me back, Keith, to 1999. Well, you know, uh, Steve Jobs was just coming. He just was back at Apple. And, <laughs> all right, we're getting all this okay. out. Goodbye, Benny. I guess we're pretty much in agreement here about. Um, the movie that we really like in I guess audiences, you know, we're we're I guess we'll we'll say we're on the side of the audiences here and critics, you know, we're just being a little more harsher, which I guess is like an ongoing trend. Typically critics are more harsh on movies than audiences are. Um which is you know it seemed a little harsher on this one though. Right, right. I would hope, you know, like more of them maybe should have had a Roger Ebert perspective where, you know, you're considering like you know, what is this movie trying to do? You know, people enjoy these kind of silly popcorn movies. I wonder what Gene Shalit thought. I like it. You'll get wrapped up in the mummy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel I feel like they weren't. I mean, because this was kind of its own kind of movie at the time. So okay. so I just wonder if like the early critics saw it and they said no way, like they're they're never going to get on board. And then they started to see the reaction to it and started to look at it in a different light. And mm. some of them sort of came back, but. I mean, it was it was a risk. I like I see this and I go, wow. I if I saw this by myself and like I was the first one, I don't know how other people would take it. I think I, I would love it, but I, I think if be you sure. read the script, that's when you're really like, mm, like it's gonna be tough to make this work. Yeah, you know, or yeah. even like you know, if we talk about just from, you know, breaking things down, um, like just the premise. If you had to sum up the premise of this movie. Yeah, you could say say like in an homage to classic horror movies or like creature features, you know, uh, um, uh, um, an adventure to like uh, a mummy tomb that involves like a mummy brought back to life, and now these like, you know, in, in, like a, in a sort of like horror adventure, 
you know, you have to kind of defeat this mummy that's killing people. Like, that's kind of maybe, like, a loose premise of this movie. Um, which, you know, if you're selling it to, and people are not yet on board with this nostalgic, you know, like, homage um, genre, I guess it might be hard to sell that. But if you were to hear that premise without having seen the movie, like, do you think that'd be a premise that, like, you'd be excited about without knowing what the product was? Mm. But then it begs the question, like, how much does how much does the logline premise really matter? Right. I mean, it's the just... same thing. It's the same thing with Independence Day. Independence Day sounds like bonkers. How's how's this gonna work? Mm. But when you can do it, when you can do it in a way that you fall in love with the characters mm. and you have a fun plan for them to get from point A to point B, it, it really doesn't matter what your what your movie's about. It right. Can be anything. The premise is just really the hook, and you you can make any any sort of idea or premise uh, for the most part can be done well. It's just this is maybe one where you don't really truly know, you know, what you're going to get from that initial premise. I think if I saw a trailer now, and granted, if it was updated, we don't do the movie man voice, <laughs> movie trailer voice anymore. But if I saw a trailer now, I would, st- it would pique my interest. The trailers, I think, would probably do better, you know, justice because you can, you know, include the music. You can, like, get those kind of funny moments and action moments and get a better sense of I'm it. I'm interested in what, because I, I don't remember what the trailer, I haven't looked at the trailer, but, yeah. uh, was, did it, did it reveal how, like, funny and kind of hokey it was? Or was it very much like, this is a serious adventure through, uh, both. journey with us through the like, night? They're like, you know, you know, in ancient Egypt, you know, Egyptians did this. And then they show, like, the flashbacks, uh, like, the, the opening. I'm pretty and sure And then both. they go, like, what, uh, it's a little bit of both, because you get, like, Brendan so they, Fraser. Okay, they have Brendan the Fraser is Rick O'Connell. Because then I was thinking, like, if they were trying to market it, like, oh, it's this serious, like, horror mummy film. They, and do, then, they do both. And then you go to it, and you're like, well, that wasn't what they, they said it was. Then I could understand. The they show moments. both uh, Imhotep doing the like the mouth like ah, and they also show like Brendan Fraser is Rick O'Connell, and then a quip. Okay, so mm-hmm. it, like I think with if they took that trailer now, I would be very interested to see it because yeah. I think both the initial trailer and uh, the movie opens like with the Universal logo in that sort of like like that kind of like Egyptian sort of like you know, uh, cheesy sort of, like, sound effects yeah. that just kind of, that perfectly sets the tone for what <laughs> you're about to get into. So if they were able to do that, then it's like, okay, audience know what they're getting into. It's just like I said, that initial premise might be a little tough to sell I'll until have, you see it. Um, I'll have you know, gentlemen, that our feelings about this movie and many other people's feelings have been validated because to commemorate the 20th anniversary of the film's release, several media outlets pa- praised the film Reviewers of Thrillist and Den of Geek call it a perfect movie. Editors of Rotten Tomatoes call it the Indiana Jones of her new generation. Junkie declared it, uh, not a junkie, but a junkie uh, declared it a pivotal blockbuster of the 90s. And Collider and Sci-Fi or Wire praised Brendan Fraser. So it looks like this movie's time has been so well to this movie. I, yeah, I guess now kind of maybe some of the criticisms people had initially are the opposite. Because if people were saying in 1999, like... Brendan Fraser's a little rent Indiana Jones. Now they're saying, like, this is a new Indiana Jones yeah. for a new... Like, now they're kind of comparing it favorably. Well, for every ten people that like it, there's one that calls it Dirty Bucket. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully, none of those people... Get at it. <laughs> there's no none of those kind of people here. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, with again, with the story structure of like the movie... You know, there there are things you have to give it credit for. You can, on the surface, you know, we all agree it's like a funny, cheesy action adventure. But, you know, there's, I think, a lot of crap to this. 
that you have to give a credit. Again, we talked about the story structure. I think it, the pacing is really good. I like how they set up the story. And then, you know, you don't even realize that the mummy comes so late into the movie because you're having so much fun. And then when the mummy comes, it picks up. So I think structurally it worked really well. You know, totally... Yeah, the um, action scenes, like at the end, how they're each doing their own sort of thing and then it all comes together. Like, I like it's just... It's just fun. Yeah, I it's, think it's fun to watch that like mousetrap sort of system yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they there was a lot of just you know it, it was very like you know competently made, not like not to like use like a very like basic sort of compliment as like backhandedly, but you know you just could tell that these people knew what they were doing. I didn't realize uh, upon the rewatch that Benny gets it rough. Benny gets oh, yeah. pretty bad. I, like, like, Benny, I'm but laughing along, and I, then all of a sudden, like, oh, oh and that's he, a point I want. Dies. That's a point I want to bring up. I like how this movie, for all the gruesome violence that is in this movie, it's most of it is off camera. It's implied. So a lot of times when like these characters are getting sucked dry, you're either seeing like a shadow get sucked dry, or you're seeing like someone's perspective and they're like cringing at it. It's it's scary without being like uh, gory. Mm-hmm. Without exactly. being well, when Imhotep gets stabbed, you don't see. You don't see. I know. Uh, let like, me just say his death scene is so funny. The way he, he's like so Whoa. shocked and he's staggering back into the pool. And for some I reason, I always love it when the ghost when so the ghost like. Oh. Take away like no. no. Oh, they take away his like yeah. uh, his, his power, and he doesn't seem to realize what's happening. He probably should have been like, hmm, I may not be as strong as I was before, but he just walks right in. But you know, sword. you're in like a PG-13 movie when you get stabbed and there's no like, there's no wound at all, like no blood coming off. Uh, He's just like, okay, he walks around, around for what seems like five minutes, stumbling <laughs> <He's>, around. <he's, laughs> that's that's okay. And again, that's a nod to like how you know old Hollywood movies. You don't actually yeah. see any violence. Yeah. It's just implied violence. Even like in the beginning when they're like torturing Imhotep and all of his priests you just hear moanings and stuff and you know like they're doing terrible things you don't actually see it and then like you see a shot of Imhotep's tongue about to be cut out but then someone walks in front of the camera yeah, yeah. like little things like that I actually really kind of get a kick it's, out of it's actually it's, it's a more unnerving movie. because it's it's letting you imagine the rest of yeah. it and it's a movie it's a that's fun for the whole family horror, even though this isn't this isn't even horror and they're doing horror pretty well like some horror elements and it would be totally out of tone to see that to see like someone's tongue ripped out or have their right, flesh yeah. sucked off their bones like that is not really something that would fit in with the rest of the movie so it's smart how they kind of like you know uh, yeah the design of the mummy when they first open the coffin like it's kind of it's kind of juicy it kind of has parts and the jaw is like really weirdly open yeah like kind of like so distended. it's disturbing but it's not over over the top Gross! They don't have you know the idea scarabs scared me as a kid. The, the, yeah, they like are they're just crawling into your skin, and you just see and uh, that yeah. When you when he first the first guy gets killed, you see it like crawling under his skin. That kind of like makes you squirm, but again in a fun way. And then you know I always love when Jonathan gets his and Rick cuts it yeah. out, and there's never any and he blood. shoots it with a gun. There's no blood at all. Yeah, and then and then he cuts, has the like, aim to shoot this little shoots it with a gun. gun. He shoots notifying the mummy that they're there. He shoots everything in this movie. Like like oh I think when they're at the end. And he shoots the light, and the light. Yeah, I, I remember that. I like there was no reason you could have destroyed that mirror, and it would have been dark. The it's entire like, hey, time. You should save a bullet there, but he There's shoots everything, no and I love him it. all the more for it. Um, yeah, I mean, even when he blasts the mummy initially, you know, he blasts him with a shotgun, 
And he's like, I got him. And the, but then when they leave, you see the mummy kind of get up, and it's almost played kind of like funny, like, oh no, he's still alive. Yeah, it's a little cartoonish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I said the the music also does a good job of capturing that. I think uh, well, other directors, and I'll just get to this quick point: Clive Barker, Joe Dante, and George Romero, and Wes Craven were offered, and this would have been entirely oh this. They would this movie would have been a horror movie. Can you imagine if Wes Craven did this movie? That's interesting because that was him coming off of like Scream. I imagine yeah, like yeah. just prior to like. Like, Wes, we got another movie for you. Oh. You like mummies, right? But you know what? Like, I don't know, because Scream is like a has comedic moments in it as well. That is like a horror movie, but I feel like you know maybe it would have been more on the horror level, but you still might have had elements of fun. I um, think Steve Summers did an excellent job with this. Oh, and fantastic! I yeah. think I think this movie time has rewarded this movie. Yeah, oh yeah, I think yeah. yeah. Again, it's played with a very steady hand, um, and again, like the production value. I mean, it, it looks really great. Um, you know the uh, the sets are really fun. Uh, there's also like a really I always got the shot when you first see Hamanatra appear out of nowhere, like they're waiting for the sunset. Like I get a kick. That out I of didn't that. understand. So they have to wait for the so the sun has to be up, and then and then a mirage forms, and then it becomes Hamanatra, and they can yeah. physically go there, but it's invisible at night. I don't know. So how someone's like works. walking into something. Like yeah, I don't. I didn't understand how the city works. I have no idea how it works. I just thought it was cool. Because they, because like they got there and they're they're both like, oh, I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna beat you there. I bet. I bet I'm gonna win. And but they need to wait for the sun to be up, so that yeah. the mirage. It's kind of like the the starting gun to a race. Yeah, it's, it's like well, and go. It would have <laughs> made more sense if a mirage disappeared <laughs> that was blocking the city. Maybe that's <laughs> what it was. But it was it was literally nothing. It was open desert, and uh, then as soon as the sun comes, maybe up, there's like a mountain. Surprise! There's a giant city. Yeah. Well, I should just get this out. when I was when I was watching it. Uh, uh, Evie and Jonathan, they're all racing. Everyone's racing to the yeah. to the pyramid, whatever. And uh, our heroes are on camels, and they're out racing an army of horses. In the back of my mind, I actually typed in my phone. I'm like. Are camels faster than horses? I guess. And, and camels and would be better suited for And sand. Google, Google was oh, like, you're watching point. The Mummy, aren't you? But <laughs> Really? <laughs> no, but it does... You can't fool me. It's on Facebook for say, The Mummy. It does say that horses are twice as fast as camels. Really? And granted, that didn't take me Regardless out of Regardless of terrain. But I'm like, they're really far ahead of these people okay. with an ar- uh, a vast array of horses. But you know what? Like, but those I, camels <laughs> were like the underdogs in that race. So you kind I want to see their movie. I totally bought it. I totally bought it. It's like that. You don't care about logic. <laughs> no, no, no. no you really, you really don't. Like, those camels. Do those camels are just like they're going as fast as the but director. That's, that's really the too. best thing. I mean, because I that's not a nitpick. That's I just appreciate a fun movies like uh, that are well thought out. But then you have a lot of sci-fi movies that over-explain every little. Yeah, thing. I like little like less yeah, is you better. Don't, you don't have to. I don't I, need I mean, to be spoiled. As long as you're. As long as it's a good movie, as long as you're entertaining us and focusing on your characters yeah. and their interactions, it, you could say anything. Yeah, we'll, we can we'll fill in the blanks. I can, like, speculate, like, how things work. But you yeah. see how they work, and so, you know, I'm not really left confused. <laughs> I'm not angry at the film that camels are fa- or were faster than the horses. It was just something <laughs> in the back of my mind. That took me out of it No, I, did, I didn't think about that, and then I just said, eh, they're used to sand, sure. <laughs> no, I bought that part. When you bought it, when you just said, yeah. they're better on sand, I was like, ooh, yeah, that's a good <laughs> The camel looks at the camera, it's, it's a living. Based on absolutely yeah. no evidence. It's um, a living. <laughs> um, oh, and then, uh, I mean, yeah, if you want to poke holes, too, um, in the plot, like, you would think that when the mummy is after the Americans to suck, you know, their organs dried, everyone's aware of that. But for some reason, they leave them alone, you know. And that's when the one guy gets like, you know, "Get me a bourbon." And he's left alone. He gets sucked dry. Well, you would why think would, why you would, would like, "Why would you leave them alone if you knew the yeah. mummy's after them?" Yeah. But why would you go for again, the guy with the bad eyes? 
Yeah, I thought about that too. I was like, <laughs> the one guy with glasses, you're going to take oh, his eyes. That's a good point. Mummy. Maybe the whole time the mummy had bad eyesight. He that's why I thought Evie glasses. was a noxinoma. <laughs> he, he just saw the hair. Uh, <laughs> I just assumed. <laughs> I assumed because it was like just the first thing. The, o- the only woman in the whole movie is Evie, so he's just like, oh, a yeah. female, this must be her. <laughs> <laughs> Who else could have been? He's grabbing Benny like, I love to the moon. Oh, All right, God. gentlemen. Love the it name. It looks like we're in agreement. Yeah, another uh, unanimous uh, vote, I'm assuming. I agree with the audience. I would probably raise it to an 80. Yeah, I was Somewhere about to say, though. Somewhere in the 80s, personally. Yeah, I think, it, I think it could be higher. 75%, yeah. you know, that's like a, like a solid good, not great. But uh, I, I, yeah, maybe I would lift it to eight. And again, I guess a lot of it is expectations. What are you, what are you assuming that this movie is before you even see it? But if you're, if you're just playing it and you have no idea, I feel like for most people, this is. This I is think it's quick to kind of understand like what you're in for if you've never seen it before. You catch a scene on TV midway through, it's like you can totally understand what's happening, yeah. and you know like what kind of movie you're watching. So I, I credit to that. It's a very identifiable movie. You can recognize the soundtrack. And um, I think it's something that you know a lot of people are aware of. Like I think it's yeah, it's cool that a movie like this is still being watched and appreciated twenty years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not yeah, that's hard to do. Right. Well, we would love to know what you at home think. Hopefully, you agree with us, and we'd love to hear it. But if you also think that that this movie is a dirty butt poop movie. <laughs> I'm actually very curious why you do that. Yeah, if you're, like, if you're please the, reach out to us. Yeah, tell us your dumb thoughts and your <laughs> comments, and uh, we'll but ignore you. We'll leave our email. We'll leave uh, any Twitter, Facebook, Instagram links at the bottom. But yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the mummy. The- Let us know if you side with the critics or the audiences and why. And uh, you know, we'd like to have a discussion going even beyond this. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back with you guys with another podcast soon.